Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Want to bring in the crew, get their takes here on what they believe is the most likely interesting outcome that could happen at the quarterback position, either in the draft right now, and obviously this can change as more information arises and uh, as more moves become uh, readily apparent, including what's going to happen with the CBA, which the players are voting on here soon. And what at quarterback do you believe is going to be the most interesting move? And I will give you a prediction that is rooted in a caveat. If Tom Brady leaves New England, and I still think the most likely outcome is Patriots, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, they all come to their senses and they don't let Brady leave. They make the offer too good for him. But if Brady leaves, I believe he's going to go to the Tennessee Titans. And if the Titans get Brady, then that opens up Ryan Tannehill to potentially move somewhere else in uh, the uh, in the NFL as well. And I think there are a lot of teams that would be interested in him based on what they saw on the field last year. So my prediction is, if this can count as a prediction, if Brady leaves, because I still think Brady is most likely to stay in New England, he's going to go to the Titans and play for former teammate Mike Vrabel, which will free up Ryan Tannehill. I, I believe that based on the audio. Danny G, can you pull up that audio one more time? I'm big at listening to words when it comes to how you respond. 
John Robinson was asked about Derrick Henry and effectively said, hey, we're going to try to do whatever we can to make sure that we keep him. And he was asked about Tom Brady and it, I mean, sorry, he was asked, he dodged the Brady questions, but he was asked about Ryan Tannehill and listen to this. Does this sound like a team that's 100% committed to the idea of Ryan Tannehill being their starting quarterback? Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, he, he he's under contract here for the next few weeks, and um, he did a great job for us. And um, you know, we'll we'll start those those talks and and see kind of where those go. And um, just like all the other players. Yeah, if you love your quarterback, we'll start those tar- talks and see where they go. Is not an answer that you give. You say, well, he's going to be our quarterback. We can franchise tag him if we have to, or uh, we will pay whatever we need to to keep him here. We'll see how it goes. That's not a comment that you make if you are committed to your quarterback. And you can contrast that very easily with what he said about Derrick Henry, where he was a lot more effusive in his praise. John Robinson, that is, the Titans GM. So I think they're opening up the door to explore the free agent market. And to me, the only free agent quarterback that really makes a lot of sense is Tom Brady. Now, there have been reports before that the Titans liked Phillip Rivers. So they may kick the tires there. Phillip Rivers is from North Alabama, which isn't very far away from Nashville, even though he's reportedly moved his family to the Panhandle down in Florida. That's an easy flight to make. I make that flight. It's 45 minutes. Rivers could easily go back and forth between there. And frankly, you go back and forth between there and Indianapolis just as easy. I think Phillip Rivers is going to go to Indianapolis. I think he'll be the starting quarterback for the Colts next year. What prediction would you make, Danny G, at the quarterback position? I'll give you kind of a wild prediction. This is a long, long shot, but it would make sense for both teams. So we got the report yesterday that Dak Prescott's agent hasn't talked to the Cowboys in months. Yeah, I should have included that as part of the – yes, hasn't yeah. talked to the – Stephen Rivers – said that he has not talked to Dak Prescott's agent since September. Crazy. So I'm going to say that because of Jerry Jones' age and because he needs that Super Bowl ring right now, he's going to let Prescott go in free agency. He will sign Brady for two years, $60 million, to try to win a ring right now. Prescott will trade places and go to New England Belichick will see Prescott as the future and break the bank a little bit finally for a quarterback and give Dak a long-term contract. That's a blockbuster move. That would shake sports talk radio to its core. It would shake all of sports to its core. (laughs) If you switched and had Dak go to New England, join up with Belichick uh, and Kraft and that, uh, that dynasty, and then you had Brady make the move down to New England. I will say, and I'm going to get everybody else's picks when we come back, I will say this, and by the way, we'll open up phone lines if you want to weigh in. In hour two, we're also going to be joined by Chris Mannix. Hour three, we are scheduled to be joined by Shannon Spake, 877-996-6369 with your free agent predictions and or draft predictions surrounding the quarterback position, which I believe this is going to be the most exciting and the wildest quarterback marketplace that we have ever seen in NFL history. But Brady, obviously, is a fulcrum. He is a linchpin in terms of how much movement we might actually see. Because if Brady truly leaves New England, he obviously opens up the Patriots' uh, job, uh, quarterback, which hasn't existed for nearly a generation. But he's also going to be bumping somebody else. So if the Titans, for instance, made that move, then Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota are both back out into the free agent market. uh, And there are teams that are interested in them. If Brady went to the Cowboys, for instance, 
than Dak Prescott suddenly on the marketplace, all of those things. It's not just Brady moving. It's also Brady opening up his job and putting more people into free agency. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we are hanging out here. Big story uh, last night is an early into this morning that the NFL Players Association is now voting on the CBA, which would increase the number of NFL games to 17 and would also expand the playoffs in the NFL from 12 to 14 teams. Only the number one overall seed would get a buy. Uh, This vote evidently going on today, there's been a lot of, I would say, confusing information out there. And I understand this, by the way. If if you're a fan, sometimes it's hard to follow stories like these because the information from the media is confusing, and this is a story that isn't talked about that much. So I try to dive into stories like these to make sure that I give you accurate information. And the big takeaway here is eliminate everything else that you've heard so far. All that matters is of the NFL players that are voting, and there are roughly 2,500 of them that are eligible, all they need is 50% plus one vote, and this thing passes. All right, 50% plus one vote. Uh, The NFL player reps voted, and according to multiple uh, reports out there, uh, the NFL uh, team representatives, every team has their own representative, they voted 17 to 14 in favor of it with one member abstaining. Uh, so I don't know why you would be a, a player rep and abstain from voting, but regardless, a small majority of the individual team representatives voted in favor of it. That would suggest to me, and I don't even know if they released the total numbers of votes, but would suggest to me that the players are likely to vote in favor of this Uh, And if I were an agent, I would tell my players that I think it's a good deal, uh, in particular because now is the right time to go to the television marketplace and get as much money as you can while the economy is still doing well, while the unemployment rate is so low, while NBC, CBS, Fox, and Disney, ESPN, ABC all have a lot of money to spend. And you could hope that Amazon, uh, that Apple that Google, that Facebook, that one of the tech companies could come in and maybe make a big bid for the NFL Sunday ticket, which I think there's a good chance will be leaving exclusivity on DirecTV. So that is a big story. That's a big matzo ball, so to speak, hanging out there as players have to make decisions about whether or not to vote in favor of uh, this, uh, this new CBA. As we went to break, if you're just waking up with us, we were talking about all the different quarterback drama that both existing teams and uh, and in the draft that is out there 
and we were asking, I was asking the crew to give me their biggest dramatic outcome that could happen. And by the way, if you're a big basketball fan, we're going to be joined by Chris Mannix, who is our NBA insider, and also he was out there for the Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury fight. So we'll ask him what he thought about that fight. Uh, but last night, Zion and LeBron James going head-to-head in L.A. with LeBron James and the Lakers emerging as uh, the victorious party there. Uh, but let's circle back around here on the NFL free agent market. I said that if Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots, and I still think the most likely outcome is that he will stay in New England, but if he leaves, I think the best destination for him is the Tennessee Titans, and I used as evidence – Titans GM John Robinson really hemming and hawing essentially when he was asked about whether he was committed to Ryan Tannehill or what the expectation was there. Uh, So we have to see what happens with the Titans, but based on the way they're talking about Ryan Tannehill, it sounds like they want to potentially kick the tires on Tom Brady and other free agents that will be out there potentially at the quarterback position. So that is one aspect of this uh, of this big uh, quarterback drama. Danny G said, even crazier, that he still thinks Brady goes to the Dallas Cowboys, that then Dak Prescott ends up with the New England Patriots. That would be one heck of a story to be sure. Uh, Let me bring in Dub. Dub, if you had to make one prediction about the NFL free agent market or the quarterback drafting market, and by the way, the Bengals taking Joe Burrow doesn't count. I mean, something that might surprise people or you believe could happen that would be incredibly intriguing. What would be your prediction? All right, I'm going with two quarterbacks that are two of my favorites. I think Phillip Rivers is going to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to team up with Bruce Arians, who's had success in a similar situation back in Arizona when he brought in Carson Palmer. Strong take. And I can they see went that. On a nice, a couple of nice little playoff runs there. But then the next question, the more important question, quite frankly, is what's next for Jameis Winston? Because I will be devastated if Jameis Winston is not back on a football field next season because he's my favorite player in the NFL to watch. I think. He's and by the way, the- favorite player to watch because you have no idea what's going to happen every time he drops back to pass. Touchdown, interception. I mean, he is an electric factory when it comes to, uh, to outcome. 30-30 club, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, unheard of. So my boy Jameis, he he's got new eyes now. He wouldn't have he, that's right. He went and got laser. So I think the Bears are going to take a shot with Jameis uh, Jameis Winston. Have him, you know, for the beginning of the season, sit behind Mitchell Trubisky, and surely, as the season progresses, the fans in Chicago will, you know, ironically, they'll be wanting Jameis Winston on the field to play quarterback for them. So this is going to result in one of two things, and but one of two things, and both. Uh, both involve sadness for two franchises that are pretty much cursed when it comes to the quarterback position. Either Jameis Winston is going to go play for the Bears and he's going to continue to turn the ball over 30 times and the Bears will still be stuck without a quarterback, or he will miraculously improve and the Buccaneers will have let a guy go that eventually leads the Bears to the playoffs. That's an interesting interesting theory. I do think that Jameis, by the way, if, you, if you're just joining us, there are two quotes from Bruce Arians that to me sound like the quotes from somebody who is moving on from Jameis Winston. Uh, and uh, that is, we'll still see, wait to see, uh, that Bruce Arians said, quote, Jameis Winston is an unknown quantity to me. That's according to Greg Allman. And also uh, asked for examples of NFL quarterbacks he'd pick up in free agency, pick up the phone for. Bruce Arians said, Tom Brady and your guy who you predicted just now, Dub, will end up in Tampa Bay. 
Philip Rivers. All right, so that is an intriguing story to follow. What about you, Eddie Garcia? What would you say is an NFL free agent quarterback drama or draft drama that could emerge that you think is somewhat likely? Well, there's nothing like, you know, thinking about this, giving it thought, and then hearing Dub say almost exactly word for word <laughs> what I was about to say. So You were think, legitimately going to say Jameis goes to Chicago? No, no. I was going to say Phillip Rivers goes to Tampa Bay. I think Bruce Arians had enough of a young quarterback who likes to throw the ball around to the other team. And I know some will say, well, Phillip Rivers is just an older Jameis Winston. But two years ago, he had 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. The year after that, 32 touchdowns 12 interceptions yes he was bad last year I think he still has some decent football in him and I think Bruce Arians as uh was said uh with the reclamation project of Carson Palmer in Arizona I think he feels like he could do the same thing great wide receivers that's worth mentioning in Tampa Bay with Mike Evans with Chris Godwin with Perryman and then also with OJ Howard who really hasn't been able to come into his own they need a running back. I would say somebody reliable behind uh, behind center that they can rely on. Still probably need some work on the offensive line. But that's an offense that has a lot of strong points. And defensively, they can get after the quarterback. So I think the Bucks could, if they had the right quarterback, really turn it around next year with Bruce Arians. I'm with you. All right. And so where does Jameis go? <sighs> um, Your big prediction, by the way, was just Phillip Rivers goes to Tampa Bay. Well, I want to be accurate about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but it's not that big of a prediction. You didn't you didn't even take the next well, step and say so and Jameis is going to go. Right, so what am I going to do to top Danny G? Nothing. I'm, I'm Yeah, screwed. I know Danny G went with the Hail Mary. Yes, <laughs> the double move there. But where would Jameis go? Because if you believe Philip Rivers is going to go to Tampa Bay, then Jameis goes out. Is he a starter or is he just a backup somewhere? Uh, I could see him being a backup somewhere. Yeah. All right, so you think effectively Jameis Winston starting quarterback, the 30-for-30 club, uh, the last pass that he threw at Tampa Bay, intercepted return for a touchdown in overtime, the first pass that he ever threw at Tampa Bay, intercepted return for a touchdown, that that will be closing the book on the Jameis Winston experience. In Tampa Bay, yes. Yeah, but even as a starter, I mean, if he's not going to get an opportunity as a starter, it's relatively unlikely that you become Ryan Tannehill, right? I mean, the number of guys who get benched and then come back uh, as a backup and regain a starting job, relatively small. Nick Foles has done it. Uh, yeah, I believe Kurt Warner has done it. Now Ryan Tannehill has done it. But guys who resurrect their career in the NFL is a relatively short list. And I'm not talking about guys who never had opportunities. I'm talking about a guy who has multi-years as a starter, like Ryan Tannehill had multiple years with the Miami Dolphins to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. They basically said this is not going to work. They moved on. He comes back for the Titans, wins back the job. That happened with Kurt Warner uh, when he went out to Arizona after he eventually left uh, St. Louis and the Giants. He ends up back a starter again. Same thing has happened with, uh, with Nick Foles. He got big payday. But relatively speaking, you guys may be able to hit me with a couple of other guys who have done that. It doesn't happen very often. So the odds of Jameis, if Tampa Bay moves on, becoming a starter who's worth a lot of money in this league again is relatively low. I'm, I'm going to say Jameis goes to Las Vegas to back up Derek Carr. I could see that. I could see I could see uh, John Gruden being somewhat tantalized yeah. by the Jameis Winston potential and thinking he could fix him. I could I, see that being a reality. I'll say if Brady goes to the Cowboys, uh, Belichick says, screw Tom Brady, and then he says, I'm, I could win with Jameis Winston. That would legitimately blow my mind. 
<laughs> both Brady going to the Cowboys, which is a huge story in and of itself, but Bill Belichick saying the guy who is going to continue the New England Patriot <laughs> dynasty is Jameis Winston. We're going to win at an incredibly high level with him. Is that your legitimate prediction, and Roberto? The, and the Raiders uh, trade up to get Tua. Now that would be interesting. Yeah. What if 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 Tua to me? I was talking about how I think for the free agent quarterbacks that Tom Brady is kind of the, uh, the the linchpin, the crucible moment here. If Brady leaves New England, then I think he sets off the chaos theory in NFL free agency. Yeah, very true. Because there's so many different teams that are pursuing him, and there are so many different teams. Like well, I don't, I don't think he'd go to the Raiders, but that sets off all sorts of alarm bells, right? Uh, the Titans, the Bucks, the, the the Cowboys, the Colts. There are a lot of teams that would immediately try to persuade Tom Brady that he should come join them, which would open up an incredible... I mean, Brady would become, if he decided to leave, the biggest free agent in the history of the NFL. Right now, I would say the biggest free agent in the history of the NFL, Peyton Manning. Several years ago, if you remember, they had helicopters following him when he went on all his team visits comes down to the San Francisco 49ers, Denver Broncos, Tennessee Titans. He is, I believe, uh, Peyton Manning, the biggest free agent there has ever been in the history of the NFL. Brett Favre is probably number two at the quarterback position for sure, but quarterback matters so much more. Those two guys, biggest free agents in the history of the NFL. If Tom Brady goes to the market, I think he will be the biggest free agent in the history of the NFL. And I think that's because... Brady is a bigger star right now than either Manning or Favre as big of stars as they were. And I think there's a bigger market for Brady because people were like, how much does Brett Favre have left? And also, Brett Favre did the free agent bit a couple of different years. And the Peyton Manning, there was big questions about his health. A lot of teams said, hey, we don't think he's going to come back. He did come back. He took the Broncos to two Super Bowls in four years and won one of them. That was a masterful job by John Elway. But Brady is the linchpin. Brady is the domino that sets off a cascade of NFL free agent wackiness at the quarterback position. The other one in the uh, in the draft is Tua. Because we feel pretty good about Joe Burrow going number one overall to the Bengals. Is it possible that somebody puts together a package that is so unbelievably good in terms of an offer that the Cincinnati Bengals can't say no to it and they decide they'll trade back and take Chase Young? Yes, certainly that's possible. Anything is possible when it comes to the NFL draft. But I think the Bengals are a substantial favorite to be taking Joe Burrow at this point in time. And Bengal fans, by the way, are so insecure about this. They are tweeting me all day long, every day, the Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow. It's like they, they're like the crying uh, guy defending Britney Spears back in the day on YouTube. I, it's it's just such a uh, bittersweet relationship, mostly bitter, between the Bengals and their team that the idea that they don't take Joe Burrow, like Bengal fans will just start crying when they make their argument with you if you even suggest anything else. Look, here's the deal. You have the number one pick. Everyone has to listen to offers for the number one pick. But if Joe Burrow goes number one overall, then the domino, the linchpin, the crucible part of the draft that impacts the top 10 and beyond most significantly is where does Tua go? And I still think there's a possibility the Carolina Panthers are going to move up to three and take Tua. 
because I think it's a pretty good chance that Chase Young's going to go two, but what's going to happen at three? Are the Detroit Lions going to take a player at three? Could they draft Tua as the heir apparent to Matthew Stafford? Maybe, but I don't think that makes sense. I think if you're Matt Patricia, you want to try to win now. The best way to win now is to add a couple of assets for Matthew Stafford, maybe move back in the draft. I think somebody moves up to three to get Tua. I don't know who it's going to be. I could see the Panthers. I could see the uh, Chargers. I could see the Oakland Raiders. I think there are a lot of teams out there that aren't that convinced that their quarterback of the future is on the team. And they love Tua at number three overall. I think Tua will go three. And I think the Detroit Lions will move out of that third spot. Who will get him? I don't know. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we're joined now by Chris Mannix. You can follow him on Twitter at SI Chris Mannix. Chris, I want to start, uh, even though I know there's a big game last night with Zion going up against LeBron for the first time uh, in the NBA, but I want to start with the uh, Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight. And the first question for you is Have you ever heard a more ridiculous excuse than Deontay Wilder saying his face mask, his helmet, whatever you want to call that, his mask weighed too much and that was the reason why he lost? Well, it, it's boxing, and off the top of my head, I'm sure I have because there, there are you know excuses like this flow from a lot of guys after fights. What what shocked me was you know kind of the game of blame bingo he was playing. It, it's not just the you know the the outfit he wore out there. It was his assistant trainer's fault, and it was the referee's fault, and it was. Uh, uh, ex-fighter in the first row who was yelling at the trainer to stop the fight's fault. I mean, it was everybody else's fault but his in that circumstance, and I, I don't get it. I mean, it, it, it's just a bad look. I mean, what's really bad, what makes it worse, Clay, is that it was only about, like, eight months ago when Deontay Wilder went on some, some social media rants accusing Anthony Joshua of quitting. I mean, he, he was he was all over Joshua after that loss to to Andy Ruiz, and in the aftermath of that, Joshua didn't say anything. He just said, "You know, I lost. I'm going to take the rematch. We'll see what happens there." Uh, Wilder's taking the exact same or taking a completely different tact, and you know, for a good guy, it's a bad look. So what happens now? He said that he is going to exercise a clause in his contract that allows him to get a rematch. Makes sense because he's going to make a lot of money from that, but. Is there that much interest in your mind? Effectively, these guys have fought 18 rounds, and it seems like for 17 of them, Tyson Fury has been pretty much arguably, I know there's different scorecards, but pretty much the better boxer for them. Surely Deontay Wilder still has a puncher's chance, but doesn't this feel a little bit like a Hail Mary for him based on what we've seen in the first two fights? Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's going to be a significant underdog, um, I agree with you that you know outside of the two rounds that had knockdowns in them, um, he, he lost you know most of those two fights. Uh, I think you can sell it by sort of positioning it as Deontay Wilder's last stand and and sort of spin it that way. And it is still too you know high level heavyweight, so there'll be interest. I think there'll certainly be less interest in this third fight than there was. In the first two, but if you Deontay Wilder, and I had this conversation a couple of days ago with Eddie Hearn, who's the promoter for Anthony Joshua, who is as invested in anyone as anyone outside of the people involved in the outcome 
of these Wilder uh, and Fury fights, Eddie said to me, look, he's got nowhere else to go. If he doesn't take this fight, you know, the criticism would be huge. And what else is he going to do? Fight other guys for five million bucks? He'll probably make thirty, thirty-five million in the third fight, and and if nothing else, he'll walk away from the game with a huge payday. But the stakes can be higher for for Wilder here. I mean, you got not to go too far off topic, but you know, I'm a Hall of Fame voter in in boxing. If this is it for Deontay Wilder, I don't think I could vote for him for the Hall of Fame. Like he's got a, a great record, but he's been a world champion once. His resume is not good. His most significant win is against a guy named Luis Ortiz, who, you know, at the time was probably 40, 45 maybe when he fought him. Uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, for Wilder, this is, you know, not just the, his career on the line, but maybe his legacy as well. For Deontay Wilder, uh, well, let me, get, let me go to Tyson Fury here for a sec. Tyson Fury obviously has had trouble dealing with success in his career. He's 31, but he, the last time he had, you know, massive success – he had issues with depression, substance abuse. He put on a lot of weight. Is he now a fundamentally different person who will be able to handle the success that comes from winning a fight this big differently than he did earlier in his career in your mind? You know, it's it's really hard to say. And, look, I've gotten to know Tyson a little bit over the years. I was part of the broadcast team for his very first fight in the U.S. Uh, back in 2013. Um I can't say I saw this coming then, you know, when when I, I first got to know him because at the time he was an incredibly motivated guy, had a, uh, a young family, had a boxing family as well uh, around him. I never saw that coming. So I'd like to think that with more of a support system around him, which includes uh, Top Rank, uh, his U.S. promoter, that, uh, that maybe things will definitely be different, but you just just never know with Tyson Fury, the one thing that tends to trigger him is this feeling like he's accomplished everything. And, yeah. you know, listening to him talk after the fight is that, you know, he said, this is the only belt I haven't won. Uh, you know, this means everything. I, I, there's a part of me that does wonder, you know, if, if something could go downhill as a result of that. You just, just really never know. If he is able to sort of maintain uh, his, uh, his stability – how big of a superstar can he become going forward, given that he's only 31, and I feel like for a lot of people, this was his introduction on a major national stage? Oh, I think he can become the most popular fighter in boxing today and, and, and one of those you know, great heavyweights of all time. I use the word can, you know, we kind of asked in the front and back of it, because in boxing, you are who you fight. I mean, Manny Pacquiao became a star, not because he was kind of this quirky guy from the Philippines, but because as he was, you know, you know, winning fights, he was destroying the likes of Ricky Hatton and Miguel Cotto and, and, and Antonio Margarito and all these guys, Oscar De La Hoya, up, all the way up. If Tyson Fury over the next 18 months takes on the biggest challenges, and I'm talking about Deontay Wilder in the rematch, I'm talking about Anthony Joshua maybe twice, Billion whites out there as well. If he takes on the toughest tests and wins, the sky's the limit. I mean, we're still a country and a world that is obsessed with heavyweight boxing. And if Tyson puts on the type of performances that we saw against Deontay Wilder against his other top tier opponents, um, he is going to be huge. I mean, right now, Canelo is the biggest star in boxing. A couple more performances like that, and Tyson Fury will pass him. We're talking to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix. I put up a poll. 
I watched the fight. I paid $80 for it. Uh, I watched it on Saturday night. I put up a poll and said, how many of you paid for and watched this fight legally versus how many people stole it through streaming services or wherever else that they may go to pirate a feed? 60% of my uh, voters, and there were 25,000 people who voted in this Twitter poll, said that they stole it. They pirated it. Uh this has become, and I talked about it on my show on Monday, I said, look, you know, back in the day, you're around my age, when we grew up, if you were fortunate enough to watch WrestleMania or Mike Tyson on pay-per-view or Holyfield or any of those guys in the 80s and the 90s, piracy was hard to do, right? Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. that easy to go out and steal a boxing match which or a WWE event, which allowed uh, the overall value of pay-per-view events to grow, does boxing have a major structural issue in the way that they monetize their fights in that well over half, I think, of the people who consume their product are doing so on a free ride basis? And does it maybe bring you back to the idea of HBO, Showtime, or even broadcast television spending a lot of money for these events as opposed to putting them on pay-per-view? Well, it does, um, you know, for, for a couple of reasons. One, there's too much on pay-per-view now to begin with. I mean, yeah. boxing's one of Box's problems is that it, it doesn't grow its audience by putting its most significant fights on pay-per-view to do 100,000, 200,000 buys. Uh, the, 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 you know, look, as someone that works over at the zone, I, I get a, uh, a pretty inside view about the things that these companies try to do and the outside companies they employ to try to, you know, ha- deal with the piracy issue. But yeah. it's like playing whack-a-mole. It's like playing whack-a-mole. Like right. every time you shut one down, another one pops up. I mean, I, I was recalling something, uh, one of the fights that DAZN did, there was a story out there about some guy that you know had thousands of people watching the fight through the lenses of his glasses. It's like a periscope <laughs> feed, right. and you could see it through the lenses. So this isn't, isn't going anywhere. One thing I, you mentioned that I would like to see boxing do is find a way to monetize these broadcast television shows. I mean, you know, there's been a couple of pay-per-views in 2019 that Fox did where I would have loved to have seen them marshal all the resources they did for the Fury Wilder fight, which includes, you know, WWE SmackDown on Fridays and college football games yep. in the fall. Marshal all those resources and find a way to make money by putting it on broadcast Fox. I think that's the best way to grow the sport and the best way to eliminate all these private, uh, these piracy issues. Well, there's such a demand for big events, but when I, and, and look, I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford these things, but when I'm sitting in front of my television and I'm like, $80? You know, $80 yeah. for one fight? And I'm just trying to think about that in the context of, you know, I can go out and get, I think, Disney Plus or whatever the heck it is for like $7 a, a month. I can get an entire year of Disney Plus, access to every Disney movie that's ever existed. I'm not trying to do a preview commercial for Disney, by the <laughs> way. But for basically the same amount that I paid for Wilder Fury. Right, And I think for a lot of guys and girls out there who are sports fans, the streaming price point for these pay-per-view events is wildly out of whack compared to, look, I can get six months of Netflix for the same price that I can get Wilder Fury for you know 45 minutes because I'm not going to sit around and watch all the undercards on a fight like that, right? And I understand if you're out with a bunch of buddies and like one guy gets it and there's eight or ten of you sitting around having beers and watching it that it's not very expensive – but if you're trying to appeal to the dad like me who's got kids in bed and I'm trying to make a decision, 
80 bucks seems pretty high. If that's on Fox broadcast television, it's a big event. I think you know 40 million people probably sit down and watch it. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, and I don't know why they they don't at least try it. I mean, I understand the complications in making money off boxing in on, on broadcast television. I mean, you you uh, you have to extend rounds almost even longer to you know a minute and a half between rounds to right. make a little bit of money on those fights. But I think it's doable and manageable. I mean, I, I when I was working for NBC, they they did extend the rounds a little bit longer uh, when uh, when some of those bigger fights happened on on main network NBC. So I'd like to see them try that. But, but boxing, they're just really bleeding the hardcores with all this stuff because yeah. there is an audience and it's a, it's a million plus yeah. that will, will absolutely pay 80 bucks every time these big fights come around. But it, the sport's trying to grow and it's trying to grow out of that little niche that it's in right now. And it can't do it by consistently putting these types of fights on pay-per-view. We're talking to Chris Mannix at SI Chris Mannix. All right, let's pivot. Uh, last night, Zion versus LeBron. What did we learn? Well, we learned that LeBron continues to be awesome. I mean, I think that's for, for starters. I, I just came back from L.A. From, from about a week and, you know, trying to study LeBron a little bit and, and just how he still is maintaining this level of basketball. And it's just it's shocking how good he is. We learned that Alex Caruso is one of the best signings they had this offseason. Yeah. And that's two things right off the bat. I mean, the, the, you know, I, I, I wasn't watching that fully. I was part of the Celtics broadcast last night. But the the – the plus-minus numbers for Alex Caruso this year are ridiculous. Playing with LeBron, he's like the best player, including Anthony Davis, uh, that plays with LeBron James, according to some of the stats. The Lakers are really good, and the Pelicans, look, they're, they're going to get there, but as great as, as Zion is and can be, if that's the 1-8 matchup, it's a four-game series. There's just nobody on that Pelicans team that can defend LeBron. Drew Holiday tried uh, for long stretches, but it, it just didn't work out there, so... It's a, it's a fun story in New Orleans, and they might even get that number eight seed, but if they do, um, it's going to be a quick learning experience for them. The Bucks go on the road, win against Toronto. They are now a bigger favorite to win the title than either the Clippers or the Lakers are. Now, a lot of you out there probably realize why, because the Eastern Conference is weaker, so their odds of getting to the NBA Finals are greater than whoever comes out of the West. Should the Bucks be as prohibitive of a favorite in your mind as they are to come out of the Eastern Conference? I mean, yes, but I don't think it's a cakewalk that so many other think. I think on paper, sure, they're significantly better than everyone else. Their size is going to overwhelm Boston. Their skill, uh, as you saw last night, is better than Toronto's, and the complete collapse of Philadelphia takes one another piece, another team out of the mix, but. The pressure on Milwaukee is so significant that I think that is going to be a factor in all this. And the one question I have, you know, roster-wise, is Eric Bledsoe. I mean, Eric Bledsoe, in the last two postseasons, finished it up with a whimper. He played extremely poorly against Boston in the conference semis when they lost a couple of years ago. And he played poorly like the rest of the team in the conference finals against Toronto last year. And, you know, the last couple of years... They've had kind of, they've been backstopped by Malcolm Brogdon there. You know, whenever Bledsoe didn't play well, you could plug Brogdon in, and it wouldn't be an issue. There's no Brogdon anymore. And while George Hill has played, you know, excellent shooting the basketball, he's not the two-way player that Brogdon is. So if if somehow you know history continues and Bledsoe doesn't play well in the postseason, that's an area of concern I think for Milwaukee. And then everything else can kind of pile up on top of it. So. I still like the Bucks come out of the East, and uh, for for sure there. And then who knows about a championship? But if this team goes down like two one in a series, 
that's when I start to wonder if all the pressure on them this year starts to pile up. How many teams, Chris Mannix, last question for you at SI Chris Mannix, how many teams in the West can win that conference? Oh, man. Uh, I think probably three or four. I mean, the two L.A. teams for sure. I'm morbidly fascinated by what Houston can do. I mean, yeah. that their their commitment to going all in a small ball is something. I, I'm like the last remaining member of Jazz Island out here you know, <laughs> as, as someone that kind of p- picked them to go deep into the playoffs. They've been just bad defensively the last few games. But if they put it together, you know, they're a pretty complete team. So I would say, you know, probably four. But I'm still convinced that we're barreling towards that hallway series between the Lakers and Clippers. Then it comes down to, you know, are the Clippers this year's Toronto? Can Kawhi kind of stitch together a winning situation against an L.A. team that, as we just talked about, looks pretty complete at most positions? Outstanding stuff. Appreciate the time, my man. Uh, Good luck keeping up with uh, all the sports you're covering right now. You got it, Clay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Joined now by Shannon Spake. You can find her on Twitter at Shannon Spake. Let's start here, Shannon. Uh, the Carolina Panthers say they are committed to Cam Newton. Do you believe that? Hi, Clay. Uh, how was your vacation? <laughs> it was good. Mexico was not bad, other than I got shoved into a uh, pole by a Mexican man on a zip line. Um, it was near disaster. There's so much to read into that. Yes. Um, anyways, uh, the question I, I don't know, listening to Matt Rule. I don't know if I necessarily, I mean, committed to him to have him on the team, but I did not hear him say that he was committed to him to be the starter, right? Yeah. I heard that he thinks he's a great teammate and he's, you know, he, he has value and he brings a lot of value to the team. And I believe all that stuff because I do think that he is, um, the guys on the team love him. He's a leader. He is talented, but I didn't, I mean, I, and, and what I heard was him say, I'm not going to commit to anybody in my first year being a starter. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't – it is surprising to me. I, I did think that the Carolina Panthers would at least start to move in a different direction, uh, begin a rebuilding. Uh, maybe that is with Cam Newton to kind of bring somebody up and, and help kind of um, help help uh, uh, craft someone and, and mentor someone. Uh, but I did not hear them say that he was committed to him being the starter. Uh, so I think it's interesting. I, this whole This whole free agency and this whole NFL season – it is so crazy to me. I think it's great for us who in the TV industry that covered the NFL because I think there's going to be a lot of interest in terms of the guys that are coming in and the moves that could possibly be made, particularly with that, that quarterback position. Uh, so I, I love it as a TV person, and I'm looking forward to the storylines playing out. Do you buy into the idea that Tom Brady is going to leave New England at all? Like, if you um, were, like, would you be stunned beyond belief if he left New England to go anywhere other than play for the Patriots next year? No, I would not be stunned. I think, as you've said many times, like where there's smoke, there's fire. I think that he is definitely, if he thinks that he can win a Super Bowl at New England, that's where he's going to stay. If he thinks he can win a Super Bowl somewhere else, I think that's where he's going to go. I think he wants another ring. And I think that's all that it is about for him. I mean, you know, he's got, you know, a year, two years left. And, uh, but I do think, I, I think some of the, some of the teams that they've thrown around, I heard somebody on the radio say that, that a big market is where Tom's going to want to go to build his brand for post NFL. And I, I thought that that was like a really interesting take, right? You know, you've got the, the TV 12 and all that stuff that he wants to move in that direction, life after, after football. 
And I think that being in a bigger market would be able to do that. But then again, the Tampa Bay thing really interests me as well. I think that's like so interesting because because of the receivers that they have there, because of the talent that they have. But I think if Tom does leave, it's going to be to a place where he knows 100% he can win a Super Bowl. I know you grew up a Dolphin fan, and at some point along the road, they broke you. But yeah, having yeah. said that, do you <laughs> want the Dolphins to get to a I yeah, it's funny. Tua to me is like really interesting, Clay, because I feel like there's a lot of questions. I, I you know I know what we saw him do at Alabama, but then the injury, and I just feel like there's a lot of questions. I I don't know, and I, and you brought up Carolina, maybe maybe um, maybe trading up or yes. doing stuff to get to Tua, and I think that's interesting as well. Um, I know I work with Larry McReynolds, who's a huge Alabama fan. He loves them. Everyone, you know, obviously there's a lot of stock in him. But I, I have questions about him just because of those injuries and because of, of what he can do. I, and I do think, listen, I think with that quarterback position, I know I heard you guys talking about possibly Jameis going to Chicago or this person. I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of GMs that, that that seat could get pretty hot, particularly, I mean, when you look at a guy like Ryan Pace up at, at, at Chicago, right? He, I mean, he got so much, so much uh, backlash this, this year because of the, the Trubisky thing. Right, so his next decision, especially a quarterback, has to be the right one, don't you think? And Jason Light down in Tampa Bay, same kind of thing. That seat gets really hot for a lot of GMs. So making that move, regardless of what it is, I think it's. I think there's a lot of guys that are really going to be thinking about who they're going to bring in to, to be under center. I don't doubt it at all. I mean, I think this is going to be the most entertaining, exciting, uh, and potentially explosive. NFL offseason at the quarterback position that we have ever seen um, and that's saying something I mean a lot of times we don't have a lot of free agents or we have like one guy you know the Kirk Cousins story or you got Peyton Manning or Brett Favre or whatever it is there are so many different moving parts here that guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota are kind of mm-hmm. getting overshadowed because of the Brady the Phillip Rivers all of that drama that's out there really the only answer we've gotten so far has been that, that Drew Brees is coming back for another year, uh, and even that is uh, is uh, a little bit uncertain about what they're going to do with Taysom Hill going forward. Are they going to be able to lock him in? There's lots of I different... I love that kid, by the way. Yeah. Have you met him? Do you uh, know I, him? Yeah, I think he's awesome. I covered him at BYU as well, and I, I spoke with him last year. Um, I had a really great conversation with him pregame. I basically walked up to him, and I was like, is anybody having more fun than you right now? I, I mean, just he, he's just so fun to watch. And, and, you know, I asked him a couple of questions, like, about playing behind Drew, uh, what position he considered himself, who he, who he practices with. Like, I wanted to know, like, all these things about what is his week like, you know, in terms of – because he is that sort of, like, guy that can go in and, and play so many different positions. But I just think he's great. I enjoyed covering, covering him in college. I think I, I covered him at, like, a BYU-Utah game one time uh, and maybe one other game of his. But I think he's so much fun to watch. He destroyed Texas for two straight years at BYU. I'm sure that partly <laughs> – they enjoy the success that he's had in the NFL, uh, you know, sort of the Swiss Army knife of the New Orleans yeah. Saints offense because they couldn't stop him at all, and it has to make them feel a little bit better uh, about how good he's been able to go. All right, so let's shift into uh, to racing here for a minute. I know sure. you th- that the uh, the race is going on out in Fontana this uh, this Sunday, but before that, the Daytona 500 happens, Ryan Newman's injury, it appears that he's going to be perfectly fine. He walks out wow. of the hospital. Uh, but that was a devastating crash. How amazing is it to have him recover so nearly completely already? So it's funny, Clay, that you and I were having this conversation, I think, at the Super Bowl, right, about covering these types of situations. I, yes. I think right after the Kobe Bryant thing. And I had told you that I had never personally covered one, but but with Dan Weldon when he died in the IndyCar, my, my girlfriend Jamie Little had covered it, was at the hospital. 
So this is my first experience. I, I've seen horrific wrecks in NASCAR. Um, we've seen drivers have to, to be taken out in ambulances. A couple, uh, two years ago, uh, Eric Almarola, he, he, had, uh, he broke his back at a race in Kansas. So we saw that. But I'll tell you, when, when we're watching the feeds, we have different feeds at our studio, and we're watching this feed of, of what's going on with Ryan Newman's car, and, and you're not seeing movement, and you're not seeing this, and you're looking for stuff, and you're speculating, and you're holding, you're holding your breath, you know, because you just don't know. When, when the car, when Corey LaJoy's car hit Ryan Newman on that driver's side while the car was upside down, that's the most vulnerable part of the race car. Ryan Newman is a bigger guy. Um, you know, he sits up higher in his in his seat. Uh, we knew it at the time. We, we just thought it was really, really bad. And you watch the replays over and over again. We saw him being pulled from the um, from the car, taken to the hospital. And then we sat there and waited at the studio. We were in live programming on FS1 college basketball. And so we were waiting to do an update and we would cut in live in a college basketball. And while we were sitting there, we were planning. We didn't know what we were going to have to talk about. We didn't know what we were going to report. But we were planning, you know, for both for the scenarios. Worst. Yeah. The worst, obviously, both scenarios. The worst, and, and and that they announced that Ryan's well. And when I went on air, we we did a cut in in the basketball game. And when I went on air and I threw out to Steve O'Donnell, uh, who is the re- representative from NASCAR, who gave the statement, I didn't know what he was going to say. I had no idea what I was throwing to. And we had both scenarios mapped out, so when we came back to studio, we, we would be able to discuss. Thank God. It was the one, it was the positive one, and we were able to move in that direction. I've known Ryan for 15 years. We all do, right? We all know him in the NASCAR garage. Um, you know, I've, we've texted um, over the last week or so. Uh, it's incredible um, that, that he uh, didn't sustain anything. I mean, he has a head injury, and he's announced that. But the fact that he walked out of that hospital two days later, two days later when we were all kind of, planning for the worst it was incredible is it the most challenging thing you've ever had to do in your broadcast career to have a story that serious and not know which way it's going to go yeah it was really hard I I told someone I'm so happy that I'm where I am in my career that I've had so many different experiences I feel like I was kind of um I I knew how to fall back on some of my um experiences right like you kind of know how to handle things and um I I don't know if I would have been able to handle something like that very early in my career because it you know it's it's you're trying to you're trying to keep it together. You realize that, and this is one thing that I do a lot on um, when I when I do football as well. I realize that when I'm reporting on an injury for a player, Clay, like uh, their family, could, I'm like the one voice that they might be hearing right. right about what's going on with their with their child if I'm if I'm covering college or or with their husband if I'm on the NFL. And so that's a that's a position that I take pretty seriously. And you want to do it the right way because you're possibly the one voice. Shannon Spake, I appreciate you. Got to get to a break. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Talk to you soon, Clay. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.